Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. So glad to have you join me today in our devotional look at the New Testament. And today we are in John chapter 13, where Jesus, he he washes his disciples' feet. And then afterward, we have a, a handful of verses at the very end that are our target text today that I want us to consider as really instructional for the ancient way for modern day. And so with that said, I want to just put these texts right in front of you to start. John 13, verses 34 and 35. Again, Jesus, he's he's washed his disciples' feet. He know that Judas is going, he knows that Judas is going to betray him. This is expectation for him. He has <clears throat> performed multiple signs to demonstrate who he is, and now his attention is aimed at the cross. He's looking down that road that's going to lead to his crucifixion. His, his expectation is his, his death. And, uh, and he's starting to spend some of these moments with his disciples. And washing their feet was one of those moments. And in the, at the very end of the chapter, verses 34 and 35, here's what he says. He says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another now this is um a new commandment and not a new commandment right we've seen him talk about love we know that the scriptures have talked about love but here jesus is he's really leveraging the entirety of his life his signs his ministry as things are coming to a culmination as he he calls his disciples to love but the new commandment is, is how they love. He says, this commandment is that you love each other as I have loved you. Now, how has Jesus loved his disciples? Well, he just got done as their master, as their Lord, as their leader, washing their feet. Not washing feet that were nicely enclosed and hiking boots all day long, um, but, but washing the feet of those who... They actually, they were in sandals. They were gross feet. They were dirty feet. They were dirt-covered feet. They were uh, maybe even worse than dirt. As you think about the animal so that would walk the same path that they would walk and the things that animals would leave behind, potentially this is on the disciples' feet. And so Jesus, he washes their feet. He cleanses them. And then he says, here's the new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. This is the kind of love that Jesus calls us to amongst one another within the church. He actually continues. He says, by this, by Christians love one for one another, for the love that exists within the church family, by this love, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is this is the <clears throat> the the evangelistic method <clears throat> that Jesus is is teaching for the church. Now, it's not the only evangelistic method. We don't say, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't say we just love each other and then expect people to, to know that we are Christians and that's it. We don't, it's not that Jesus says love each other and don't use words. Rather, he, this is one of the ways we understand that our evangelistic effort works by the way we love each other. Right? It says, by this, all people will know that you are my, dis my disciples. Now, this is interesting. Hear me correctly. This doesn't say that we only love within the church and we don't love others outside of the church. 
But but here's the point I want to make today is that there is a particular kind of love that we should have as fellow believers toward one another that is so unique, that is so obvious that the watching world, when they look at it, they're able to identify us as Christ followers. Now, what is this particular love? This is the this is a sacrificial love. This is a, a caring love. This is the love of the master washing the feet of his disciples. What does this look like in the church? This looks like in the church that leaders, they lead based on what is best for the church as a whole for those individuals in the church that, that they care for rather than leading for what makes them happier, what they want to do. What does this look like in the family? This looks like parents, fathers, mothers. This looks like you loving your children by doing what's best for them, sacrificially of yourself and caring for them. This doesn't mean you love them by giving them whatever they want. No, this means you make the decisions and you serve your family. You do what's best for them at at personal cost, at personal expense. This looks like the in a marriage, husbands. Husbands who are the head of a household, the head of the marriage. When you lead in your family, you lead in a way that is like Jesus leading his disciples. What does he do? He washes their feet. Now, guys, this isn't saying that you're a, a you know a, a doormat or that you get to be walked over, but rather it's saying you use your leadership, you use your what you have in your life sacrificially for the benefit of your spouse. And, and hopefully what you'll find is that your spouse will respond by growing in respect and in admir, admir, of, admiring of you. <laughs> this is what we're, this is the picture we have here. This is the principle. And as we apply it to all these different areas, this is, this is the love Christ calls us to have for each other. That we love as he loved us. Now just think about this for a minute. What if in the church we made it our goal to not make our preference the priority, but rather make sacrificial love of one another the priority? What would happen when when we are gathered together, when we're at, at worship services or when we're spending time in one another's homes and, and there are non-believers that are spending time with us or, or someone comes and visits the visits a church service or come and spends time with your family and they see all of us as Christians looking out for what's best for one another, laying aside our preferences, our desires so that we can care for each other. You know what the, the watching world will do? They'll, they'll say, wow, there's something unique here. There's something amazing here. It's it's like a moth drawn to the light. When they see genuine sacrificial love within the church community, they're going to want to be part of that. They're going to be drawn into that. This is why Jesus says that it, by this, all people will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We love each other. We do it because he calls us to. This is his commandment. We love each other the way Christ loved us, sacrificially. And we do it in a way that the watching world will know. They'll know that you and I, 
We are in Christ. We are his disciples by the way we love each other. It's just, this is maybe the, the most simple of the ancient ways for modern days that we've had so far. This is so simple that we look at one another and we love one another. In the church, we make it our priority to love each other. Now, as you get ready to, to turn this off, what does this mean for you practically? I would encourage you to think through what it looks like for you as you interact with your church family this next week, as you interact with your, your family your, in your own household. Uh, how can you set aside your preferences how can you prioritize the needs and the cares and the concerns of other people how can you love one another